0: And we're back live again with another podcast, the Stanley Cup. is are. As uh, now starting tonight, uh, we got a birthday boy for the Flyers also today. It's the... Uh, Nolan Patrick. 19th of September as we're recording this. So happy birthday to uh, Mr. Nolan Patrick. Uh, hopefully get, you know, your extension soon. Yeah. Uh, which I assume you will be because, you know, nothing really seems to be any sense that he's going to be Delta or anything, so.
1: Right. Or just, again, let him walk yeah. kind of thing, and or just um, whatever.
0: Yeah, we got a decent amount to talk about. Um, we got yeah. some celebrating to do, because Islanders are no longer in the playoffs. Um, Thank
1: you, Anthony Sorelli. Uh, also, good. we don't have to watch any more boring hockey.
0: That is also true.
1: Because um, the Stars um, don't, don't play 20- boring hockey.
0: Yes, but it's also 2020s, which means the Stars are probably going to win.
1: That, that so here's the thing, because so in, in my playoff prediction group with uh, some of my friends, the picks are due tonight before puck drop. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I'm gonna pick. I want Tampa Bay to win, but I, do I think that's gonna happen? I don't know. So I I
0: I, I, think, I think it I I, I think it, it's gonna
1: be Tampa in six or Dallas in seven.
0: I think if Dallas wins, it's gonna be in five. It's uh, Tampa Bay will be in six. Ooh, Dallas tends to take out five
1: for yeah. Dallas.
0: Yeah, Dallas, ten, for some reason, I know Dallas has had some like tight series throughout the playoffs. They've had some series yeah. go I mean, down the wire, the, including the against Vegas. They just um, rolled right past them, exactly. And yeah. I could see maybe transferring over. It's just this first game that could be tonight that could be a little tricky because they've been a couple of days off. Yeah, and Tampa just play played the and, other night. So, but then the flip side of that is Tampa Bay's hurt. Uh, they've had yeah. a very tough series against the Islanders, and surprisingly, yeah, another tough. They they've had a tougher go of it lately, more so than the Stars have. Yes, um, their tough series came obviously against Colorado. Yes, that went seven. They then that didn't deter in overtime all. too. Yeah, that didn't ter- deter them at all. Also, Kudomans playing out of his mind right now. Oh my God, so yeah. that's why I could potentially see it maybe being five.
1: Okay, all right. That's if Dallas were to win.
0: If it's Tampa Bay, I think it's going to be one of those things where it could be pushed to six.
1: Yeah, I I could see it being six um, for for Dallas. Like they have a lot of things going right uh, and a a couple things in their favor for sure. I don't know because again, on paper, Vasilevsky is clearly the better goalie, Mm -hmm. but. On the actual ice, it, I think it's a lot closer than actually uh, shows. But we'll bring up those stats at some point, though. Uh, but it's uh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a fun series. Uh, you know, all in all, I'm very excited. Looking forward to uh, seeing how both teams play against each other. Like I mentioned, it's not gonna be any more boring hockey. Very defensive. Um, you're, I think you're gonna see some high scoring games.
0: You will. Uh, every Dallas series has been kind of high scoring. I
1: think we're gonna see a lot of four threes, five fours maybe.
0: It's possible, but also I'm gonna make a office reference here. I know it's weird and strange and never make them that you would hardly even believe I'm an office fan. Really? But yeah. You yeah. an
1: office fan?
0: Yeah, it's weird. Um but I guess now I want to talk about the islanders losing. But I could see it being like if I'm an Islander fan, uh, one of their two. Uh, or like the Islanders team itself, now that everyone's going to write them off. I see it being like Ryan Howard and the weight loss episode when he comes back after committing fraud. (laughs) And he's making a list for when he comes back (laughs) on top. I am definitely going to be on that list.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: (laughs) I will absolutely be on that list.
1: You're you're the one, like when Ryan writes Jim's name, he doesn't even look at the paper. Mm -hmm. Or Kevin, where he's
0: the first person that he writes down. (laughs) Kevin, Kevin just made the list. A list. <laughs> but I'm going to be that for I- at least Islander fans. I don't think the Islanders themselves give a shit about me. so
1: Probably not. No. But it's all right. The Flyers will welcome you any day of the week.
0: Oh, I'm sure. But, besides, um, we got the best
1: mascot in hockey. So. Let alone almost sports besides Philly
0: fanatic. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, the Islanders lost. Thank God. Yeah we can now celebrate especially flyers fans after that i series. will say this though about
1: the islanders so they have a lot going for them but Big
0: Flyers, yeah
1: the thing is so we finally saw noah dobson play which i'm very it, happy about so because c- he should have been playing for this entire time yeah.
0: uh he it again he's only Pele- 20 i think pelic was he's hurt or something so yeah, yeah pelic
1: was hurt be. um uh, he, so Dobson, he didn't have uh, any shots on goal, which is a little surprising. Uh, just under thirteen minutes of ice time, and that was it. But on all, all though, I, I definitely like a lot of the pieces that the Islanders have. The younger pieces, of course, pieces. including Dobson, including Oliver Wollstrom. But they both Wolstrom actually was needs to get s- some. Yeah. They need to get some ice time. That's my thing for Islanders um, to be successful next year.
0: Wallstrom's not going to. He needs to produce more in the AHL before I'm ready to say. And and don't. that's fine. Um, uh, Dobson, I, I, I just Dobson, I agree yeah. with you on that one. He needs to play more. Because the, the Andy Anders Green's not coming back. I don't think. Now. I don't think he played particularly that great in the playoffs. But you know, he, no,
1: he 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 had his moments. To be fair, Andy Green had his moments. Uh, well, he definitely looks pretty mm-hmm. darn good for a 37, 38-year-old.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going to have to, you know, extend uh, you're no, your only real best player and Matthew Porzo. Um, but, you know, oh, you signed sure. a bunch of, yeah, but, you know, you signed a bunch of, I'll say second-line caliber, yeah, second-line caliber players above him because um, realistically a lot of their top-end talent there, I'm not even including Bouvillia because he's up and coming too. With yeah. uh, uh, Barzell, but I'm saying the other guys around him. Lee, Everly, those guys. I find them to be second-line caliber players.
1: What they do you think have, about Brock Nelson? Eh. So again, a second-line caliber player. <laughs> so, I like Nelson. I don't know where I would put him on the Islanders. Probably in my... Because it, it's very tricky with who with where you would put everybody... You got Barzell, you got Lee, Bevillier, um, and Eberle. Those four players or so, you know, you know, obviously one of them has to be on the second line. But those four players, pro- honestly, probably Bavillier because Eberle just seems to have really good chemistry with Anders Lee. Um, but all in all, though, it's those guys, including Brock Nelson. Should probably be in your top six, at least yeah. for the Islanders team. I'll know, put this way: any other team, because I know you're they the, a guy like Brock Nelson probably on the third line. No offense to him. Oh, definitely, he's a solid player, but on an actually very I'd, strong I'd team argument, or just a I'd good a, team in general. <laughs> I know you're going to make an uh, argument. He should be on the fourth line, probably for no. A good
0: team. I was going to say most oh. of the players. You can make the argument for that same thing. The same. I no, and they, and that's true i understand. just maybe like argue, maybe second. But yeah, you guys, I, I'm just not blown away by any of their their quote unquote top end talent. their top six.
1: I think, I'll, I'll put this also also I think Jordan Everly the most has really changed his game when he got to the Islanders because look, he, he, he did okay with the Oilers, but he wasn't what they had hoped for, hence the trade. And ever since he got to the Islanders, he's blossomed into a very, very good player for them. No, he hasn't. At least I think he
0: has. Y- you might, but his production's actually gone down the recent years for the Islanders.
1: Real, I, I find that so hard to believe.
0: Yeah, he had better um, than Edmonton. All right, so I have
1: his stats up right here. <laughs> so I like, can tell how can giddy he- you are. <laughs> Oh I mean, wow! This year, okay. if it
0: would have been a full year, maybe that yeah. would have. So he had 40 little points little more, in 58
1: games last year. Ouch! He only had 37 yeah. points, but he played in 78 games, was shocking, 59 points. I mean, okay. when he first
0: got to the Islanders, yeah, he played yeah. really well.
1: Okay, yeah, you know, when, I kind of lied because yeah, yeah, scratch that. Never mind. For some reason, I maybe I was just thinking of his first season with the Islanders was a rather strong one. But after that, I just
0: Yeah. He played decent in the playoffs. He put up 14 points.
1: Yeah, no, in, in the playoffs, he, he he has done somewhat pretty Maybe well.
0: It helps him now that he's got Barzell. So yeah, hope. But again, as well as Barzel is or as good as he is, there's times even when I was watching that fire series where I'm like, I know he doesn't have a lot of goals, but yeah. and he has a good amount of assists. Mm-hmm. There's that times where I'm like He's kind of a, I know it's not a ball, but he's kind of a ball hog a bit, and maybe just the way the fly. From, hog. Yeah, kind of. Uh, affected, for who? Really? No, Barzell. I
1: know well, it's
0: there was. I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying there was moments where he was just holding onto the puck for so yeah, long and everything. No,
1: I, I I could see that, and I know what you mean. Like there was little moments or, here. I'm
0: Not saying he's a ball hog in general, because his yeah. stats, you no, know, negate yeah.
1: that. No, for sure. But no, I, no, I I agree. There were from there were times where I would have liked for Barzell to actually pass the puck instead of mm-hmm.
0: just of Oh, he had
1: no option. So he did a quick turnaround and then yeah. look for another option. And then he would just shoot or try to deke his way in. Mm-hmm. So no, I, and again, that that's him growing as a, as a, such a young player, he's going to learn how to become more of a teammate and everything. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad teammate. It's just, he's going to be able to utilize the rest of the, uh, the Islanders that are with mm-hmm. him and realize he's not the only player on that team who has some skill. I'm not saying everyone, you know, clearly he's by far their best player, but not everyone isn't terrible. You know, there's, you know, some players on there that have pretty solid skill and he's got to realize that he's not in this by himself. Like yeah, there's, you know, there's times you, uh, you would definitely see that during this flyer series. And um Probably a little bit against Tampa Bay as well. I but didn't watch much,
0: much of the Tampa Bay series, so I wouldn't know. Yeah,
1: so, um,
0: um, yeah. Well, I was to talk about the Islanders more when we actually break them down.
1: Yes. Um. um eventually – So I just uh, want to say yeah. one
0: thing, too. The only reason why Lou won GM of the year, which is dumb because GM of the year was done after the first round. Yeah. It's usually because it, he just won a – I was surprised that I unders got this far. That's the only reason why he won. He didn't do anything noteworthy for me to say, oh, yeah, that's a GM of the year candidate right there.
1: The only move think... he really made was getting JG Paggio and,
0: and then extend kind of him.
1: paid a heavy price to get Paggio. Yeah.
0: And then, and then
1: gave him a really big contract.
0: Yeah, you really – Lou Lex is five mil. There's one, two, three, four guys with $5 million. One of them is Andrew Ladd, who's not even playing on the team right now. Yeah, that was down. And guess who has to get paid? Um, your best. Arzel. player.
1: Yeah, your best player.
0: With so again, your, uh, it helps that you have 8.9 million cap.
1: And plus, what also helps is, uh, Andy Green. Oh, like four or five mils. He was. Yeah.
0: it was up. Uh, their. Cap is updated because they're, all their contracts are over and Right. Like and so
1: basically, he's gonna. Um, I think he, he's making like anywhere from three to five mil. Mm-hmm. Actually, where is this? Um, I had the Islanders in my little cheat sheet here. Where Where would you put the Islanders? Um, for Irelia. example. Well, I meant like, so, so clearly they're not a rebuilder. So, are you putting them in the Rebuilder slash contender category that
0: Rebuilder. we... Rebuilder? Rebuilder. Rebuilder? I think this was just flukier for them. Just because it's 2020, I'm not that surprised they, it, there was a big cap. I don't even know if that their play would have continued. I don't think this Islanders team would have made the playoffs. They may have That's just right. squeaked in, but then they would have played the Bruins. Yeah. And the Bruins at that time were really good, and I don't think they would have had as as much success as it did uh, coming in this time
1: so looking at the regular season the Islanders had 35 wins 23 losses 10 overtime losses for 80 points 0.563 point percentage there Uh, and looking at their actual team yeah so they have it looks like they have Matt Martin 2.5 UFA, Derek Broussard, 1.2 UFA, Tom Kunakel 850,000, Annie Green's making 5 mil by the way, Ryan Pullock and Devin Tays are making two uh, are both RFAs, Pullock 2 mil, Tays 700,000, Thomas Grice 3.33 mil there. So Again, they can get a all, lot yeah. of, yeah. So and they, a lot
0: of their depth guys that have to resign are going to get big contracts because they're just not right. that good.
1: Yeah, because again, and I'm expecting Lou Lamoureux to give Matt Martin another 2.5 plus for his next contract, you know, because that's how Lou operates. He thinks these guys are good enough players to make that kind of money. Yeah,
0: it reminds still. me
1: of the contract that Dale Lee got when he signed with the Flyers, Gross. that four-year contract for – or two or three – three-year contract, whatever it was, for 4 mil kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and again – Matt Martin's just not worth that money. Derek Broussard.
0: Oh, did you see the injury of Casey's KC, with his head?
1: I heard that he left the bubble. Detached, I don't know. His
0: injury was detached retina. That was what his injury was. Yeah. Or some uh, it was something with his retina, his eye. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I wish he didn't tell me that. That, that hurts my soul. Uh.
0: That hurts your soul, but
1: yeah. Oh, dude, that's.
0: The hell? Yeah. Oh man.
1: I don't even want to know what that's like. Painful. No. Nope. Really?
0: I don't know. Anyway, so
1: oh, and uh, as you know, Mike and I have mentioned probably a thousand times, the only uh the most notable player that is due for contract is Matt Barzell, who's an RFA, currently making eight hundred and sixty-three thousand. So you know, let's give him somewhere Along the lines of, basically what Handy Green's making right now, at least five mil. So, so if you're the Islanders, uh, forget Lou Lamorello being Lou Lamorello. If you were the GM for the New York Islanders, what kind of contract would you give Matt Barzell? Would you give him
0: five to seven? You know, Ivan
1: Pro like a TK uh, Travis Konecki uh, six year contract? Would you give you know? And uh, I can't remember. The, was it a six by six contract or?
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm, I, I'm not doing a three year deal for him. I'm doing a six no. year deal for him.
1: Yeah, but, you got to lock him up long term. He's clearly your best talent. Honestly, I mean, he's your, I think he's the probably going to be yeah. the
0: thing that you would hate if you're Marcelo is If you do do the three, you're still an RFA. So you'd still be, under. yeah, I'm and he don't want to be an RFA. Yeah, because no one wants to play in New York. Sorry, Islanders. No one wants to play for you. You're not sorry. I'm not, but. You know, no one really wants to play with you. No. Hence why Tavares left. Plus, you're, you know, arena issues and not really, you know, when you're actually going to play. Yeah. Uh, but also, Jeff, we are 17 days, seven hours, 20 minutes, and 20 seconds away from the NHL entry draft.
1: Woohoo. Yeah. And, Which obviously, and, and you literally just mentioned before, we started, you don't care about that. You just want free agency to start.
0: I do, but because of that, means free agency starts sh- uh, shortly after it. So, all right, that's fair. I just saw the countdown right on Cap Friendly. So, that's why I, part- I mentioned fair. it. And it was my way of transitioning out of that and kind of talking about league wide stuff. And a lot of league wide stuff does. We have a lot
1: offices. to talk about around the league. Yes. Um, so, a couple things. So, actually, one regarding uh, the Cup Finals, uh, real quickly here. So it had been so from Sean Shapiro, uh, who covers the uh, stars for the Athletic. Uh, he said it. He tweeted out an hour ago. It had been assumed that they would not make it to the bubble for a little bit now, but both family members for both Dallas and Tampa in the United States were told pretty definitely yesterday they would not be making to the Cup final. It doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah, it sucks, but it doesn't.
0: They're trying Shock to get this. Me. They're trying to get this done and over with, so they don't want to think yes. to extend. They don't it. want
1: any delays.
0: Yeah, that's why. You, that's understand. why you literally see a day in between between the Lightning last game and the game one for uh, Stanley exactly. Cup. Exactly, and literally Whereas for, if for time example, wasn't game, an issue. They would yeah. have given at least two days off for the Lightning. By mostly, the way, uh, mostly for tribal reasons. I bet for Dallas, but you know, yeah, they would have given even the
1: a game where it is. Games four and if necessary, game five are literally back to back. So actually, yeah. here is a schedule. So tonight it's seven thirty for the for game one, the two thousand twenty Stanley Cup final between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm assuming um, it's on
0: NBC, but it
1: is on NBC. Um so game two, Monday, September twenty and the rest of the games are eight PM. Yeah. So uh, tonight's the only seven thirty start, which is okay. <laughs> Um NBC SN for games three and four. If it goes to sorry, uh, two and three is uh NBC SN, and then the rest of the series goes back to NBC for games four through seven if it if, if it's uh necessary. Uh game three the twenty-third, Sept uh December twenty-fifth is game four. If necessary, game five the next night, twenty-sixth. Uh, then you wait till Monday, the twenty eighth, for a potential Game Six, and if necessary, September thirtieth, Game Seven. So that is the scheduled there. Day. Oh yeah, uh, Metropolitan Division news. Oh, you have the Washington Capitals. Two things here. The first one, real quick, they've oh, signed
0: forward was, Daniel
1: Sprong to a two-year contract.
0: Sorry, before we get to the actual off stuff, one last thing. Last little oh, question yeah. here for just the Stanley Cup in general. Do you think it affects it at all that it's the Stars and the Lightning that are in the cup final versus, say, the Blackhawks or the Penguins or one of the teams you probably – people, non-hockey fans, would have picked to be here? Do you think that because of that, that makes less of attendance for people viewing it, or do you think it's – Well,
1: the one thing that really helps is – For me, I
0: know you're not a a Stars fan, but I kind of – Excited for this Stanley Cup a bit? Oh, no, um, I'm
1: very excited. Uh, Mar- even more so than yeah.
0: last year because I didn't care for the Bruins or the Blues.
1: I mean, um, I, I, I'll i put this way. I liked last year because, you know, forget the Bruins, you saw a new team in the Blues. They hadn't been in the Stanley Cup in years, let alone they literally decades, never had won it. <laughs> exactly. So I was very excited for a chance for a new right. team to win a cup for the mm-hmm. first time in franchise history. That'll be the which third- happened?
0: Yep, it would be the third time like the. Lightning have been to the cup. Yep. And they're, uh, right? in, they're in their two. history. Yeah, they're one of
1: They one. They won in 04, lost in 15, and they're trying to win for the second time in their history. The last time the Stars went to the cup final was 2000 against the Devils. And the uh, first time, that, and the only time they won it was 1999 when Brett Hull's infamous skate in the crease situation. So I'll put it this way. You know, yes, I, I prefer Tampa Bay because I love their players. Steven Samkiss is my favorite player. I don't think he'll play game one, but it's reported he could play in that series, which would be huge. I doubt the it, but it. You never know. Maybe. Um, but again, because think about it. They're playing for the cup, and look, you think about how long, long Stamkos has been.
0: I'm more, honestly, I'm more worried about Point. Yeah. Because Point played then didn't play than played in game seven.
1: Yeah, no, or he's, uh, six, sorry. yeah, no, I think he, Point, he, he might be a little bit banged up for sure, and he's just gutting it out at this point so i wouldn't be surprised Which if we get a lot of people are at this point, so. yeah um i will say this i think dallas is a, probably much healthier i haven't seen a whole lot of injury news regarding them um at least not in their so end, right. right um also a very underrated player for the dallas stars kimi uranta has been mm-hmm. phenomenal, these players. So he put up a hat trick in Game 7 against the Avalanche in the what uh, second round.
0: But this is exactly – Including I,
1: the game winner. Serious winner, I should say.
0: I know – who was uh, – I honestly believe uh, – I know Lou won, but Jim Nail should have won the uh, oh, GM of the sure. year. Oh, for sure. Because he brought – I know you're not a big fan of Corey Perry – uh, no, but, but he, he brought in he, Corey he Perry
1: and he, he Joe Pavelski
0: for this reason. And look where yeah. they are at work. Because, again, Joe, um, didn't, they didn't start out well or start out that no. well with the Stars, but th- they didn't care how they were playing during the season because they yeah. brought them in for this scenario. Yeah.
1: Exact for reason. Playoffs look for, how clutch Joe Pavelski has been mm-hmm. his entire career in the playoffs. He's had some very key moments here. Look at, again, I, I don't like the guy, but Corey Perry, he's a good playoff performer. Not only that, He's won a Stanley Cup, exactly. and not many people can say that, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the Stars team. But Remember Heiskanen,
0: similar to if you want to go back to Vancouver, a young yeah. player that's playing very well for them. Yes, another player uh, that I think a lot of people are maybe just noticing. If you're an average sports fan, you're t- an average fan, yeah. And, and that's an average also fan why- tuning into a, a hockey game because it's the playoffs, conference now Stanley Cup Finals. You're going to notice. Remember Heiskanen because he is. Flashy, he is really good.
1: Yeah, They've I'll put it this way. I prefer Tampa, but the reason I'll be very happy if Dallas wins the Cup is Jamie Benn finally gets his Cup, and also uh, Joe Pavelski will finally get a Cup. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, again, it's just a team you're not used to winning the Stanley Cup no. or even being there. Again, it's been also, 20 years have, since I know Dallas everyone, has even been to the Cup Final.
0: They have an underrated first line, too. They at least it's
1: underappreciated. It's not underrated. No, it's, under, it's underappreciated. That's a better way to Because put it. I'll put it this way. Everyone Jamie talks ben, about the
0: Bruins' first line and the Avalanche's first line. Not many people talk about that star's first line, but it's really no. good. I know at times Sagan hasn't really performed that great this playoffs, yeah. but that line is still dynamic. It's
1: and Jamie Benn
0: centered
1: by Tyler Sagan and on the right wing, Alexander Radulov. By the way, Rajlov is a headache to deal with Ever since coming back to the NHL mm-hmm. and finding a home in Dallas, he's been lights out. This guy is a monster. I know there used to be some sort of issue with him uh, in previous years and everything, but he—he's uh, a—he's definitely found also, a home in Dallas, and he's this he's could be interesting out
0: for too. Um, uh, Rick Bonus was the assistant for uh, John Cooper.
1: Yeah, he was Uh, in 2015 when they went to the Cup finals. Now they're uh, coaching against each other, which is awesome.
0: So there's Um, there's little storylines here and there. I find interesting about this playoff, yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, we'll talk about it here and there when we get to it. Yeah, Um, but now we can get to off season kind of league wise.
1: Uh, so, like I mentioned before, we kind of switch gears to the cup final. Now back to the Metro. Regarding two things regarding the caps, like I mentioned, Daniel Sprong signed a two year contract with the Capitals. Also, about the caps, they have a new head coach and one of the Flyers fans are fairly, yeah, familiar with, Peter Laviolette.
0: I thought he was going to be our power play coach.
1: That would have been nice.
0: Yeah. Um, I generally thought it was going to be Gallant because I thought he was the best option. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. At the same time, I say he's the best option, but he's only the best option because of how well he, how well things turned out for Vegas. That's the reason yeah. why I say that. But his time in Florida and before that, he wasn't. That I don't crazy. think he was that
1: good. He was that no. just
0: average. Um, yeah, Babcock is an old school guy. I would have, I would not have hated it if they brought him in. All three were easily. Uh, noteworthy for taking this job, but I think Pierre Lobillette will do a great job with uh Ovechkin and getting those guys because I, I can't
1: Ovechkin. wait to see what he does with the grade eight. Yeah, um, and I think my screen froze or something froze here. It's
0: yeah, it got a little fuzzy there. There you go. Um, but uh, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm
1: very, very excited for what's going to happen here with the Capitals <laughs> and uh, well more no, I'm saying billion. for Laviolette.
0: How dare you?
1: I'm saying for Laviolette. I'm I'm just I'm more so curious to see how he's gonna coach his team.
0: That's why Leave you're me brain- alone. that's I why you're wearing the red. Is that a capital's red you're wearing, sir? Oh. Get out of okay. here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just because your girlfriend's in DC doesn't mean he can jump ship, okay? What, you,
1: what, you, what you, sir, sir, sir. sir? <laughs> Get out of here with that nonsense. Get out of here. I'm going to do the podcast again. I'm going (laughs) to do it again. You have to do this thing solo. Mm. The con? Get
0: out of here. You, sir, are out of here. (laughs) Drink up, people. It still works for when we're talking hockey. But yeah, anyway. at least for their sake, I think how their runs still right now with the team they have, even though it's not great. And another thing you didn't mention with the Capitals too, sounds like Colby is going to potentially hit the market.
1: Yes, that is very very big. Um, it doesn't surprise me that much, no. but this is going to be a very because again, there's a lot of star players. Exactly, there's,
0: this is a good. They're
1: going to be available.
0: It's a pretty um, good goaltender market out there. Yeah, even if you want to throw uh, Flurry out there too, because even though it's not free agent, he's still a trade option for if trade bait. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just a contract that's a little iffy. But again, he's still starter caliber right now. Yeah, if there's anyone like I know, one team I really like to try to get a decent goalie and maybe. What do you think of this? I just thought of it. Freddie Anderson in Edmonton. In Edmonton? Yeah. Uh, it's not a great. Yeah. It's decent, but it's an up, it's a significant upgrade for well, oh the sake.
1: It's funny that you mention that because uh, I was because reading I, the, the 31 I that thoughts. I, I was reading the 31 thoughts earlier, and it did mention about how number five on Elliot Freeman's 31 thoughts, Kyle Dubis GM for the Toronto Blues, has apparently reached out to Anderson at least twice to tell the goalie other teams are interested. He did say he's not actively shopping Anderson, is not interested in anything that he doesn't see as an improvement. So we're not ruling that out. Also, apparently the uh, Leafs have checked in on a tab on Matt Murray, so you could see Anderson go and the, the Leafs then trade for Murray kind of thing.
0: But do they
1: think Murray, do they, the Leafs think Murray's better than Anderson? That's the thing.
0: At the moment, no, but Murray has two cops. Anderson has none. That's the thing. That's that's his resume right there for Murray. He's got two cops. No one in this market has, I mean, Hopi has one, but he has two. No one can say that yeah. otherwise. I know he's not true. I, it's not where he, is, he used to be, but maybe it's one of those things we see multiple times, even Florio, when he first went to Vegas. Maybe a new home. Lights out. Maybe he turns things around here and there. Um, but I'm just saying, it's not the same Murray, but he still has the potential. Again, those two cups weren't that long ago 16
1: 17.
0: Yep. It's just the injuries that are a problem there. So if somebody does go after him, you have to have a good enough backup.
1: Yeah. So that is the thing. Um,
0: We'll see. Which, if the uh, Avalanche, not the Avalanche, sorry, the Maple Leafs do take him, they do have, I think he might be a free agent, but Jack Campbell as a backup. He's solid. He's a solid backup. So if, uh, they do get Moran. He goes down. You at least have that option um, for a bit, but I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. But again, we talked about this a lot last podcast. Just of all the good or decent, at least, uh, yeah. goaltender market that's out there. A couple of starters, but a good amount of backup uh, caliber netminders in there too. Um, what else is
1: there? Um. Oh, Uh. the Penguins announced a two-year extension for Jared McCann, 2.94 AAV.
0: Oh, yeah. So we talked about – I think it was last time we talked about Montreal making that trade for Jake Allen, which I think yes. on that podcast, Scott was talking about the other goaltenders that are out there. They made another interesting trade, Jeffrey. They did. Um, trading for the rights of Joel Edmondson, which they have – Yep,
1: just- for a fifth-round pick. Mm-hmm. And they have signed him. Yes, they did.
0: Which four-year, been...
1: three-point-five mil AAV,
0: and he is a decent defenseman. I will say that for depth, yeah. defensive way.
1: I um, thought he did solid soliding. Um, oh yeah, what wasn't he in uh, Saint Louis before Carolina? Yes, he was. Okay. I
0: thought it was. He was I pretty, he pretty was, solid he was,
1: in St. Louis.
0: Let me end the trade best. for uh, Folk. Joel Edmondson?
1: I think he was actually now that the, now that you mentioned it, that sounds familiar. Yeah.
0: Uh. Yep. Joel Joel Edmundson and Dominic Boak for Justin Folk. Yikes. And a 2021 seventh round pick. Yikes. For and a 20 and they got a 2025th round pick, for St. Louis did. And they retained uh, f- for uh, some of his contract too for Justin Falk, but now he is now in uh, Montreal, which I guess is an upgrade. But I've gen- I'm sure it's happened before, but it's just weird. You see it more happen with our phase, like the Flyers did with Kevin Hayes last year, trying for his rights, so they you know could uh, be able to get him because obviously he was the best center at the at that time. Uh, second, yeah. uh, the best second-line center they could have gotten last offseason. Um, maybe, I don't know much on the defensive end. Other than the best option out there defensively is uh, Petrangelo, which we'll get to in a little yeah. bit. And I guess maybe they thought, even though they still have a good amount of money left over, even after this deal with Edmonton, even though it's not much at all, uh, to maybe make a bigger offer, big offer for uh uh Petrangelo but
1: mm-hmm. I just
0: I I just, I just find it weird that they traded for a UFA's rights.
1: Yeah, because you don't again, you typically don't see that.
0: No. Um yeah, it's it's just really strange. But I mean maybe just they just wanted first dibs because they felt if he would have gone to the market he, they would have signed elsewhere.
1: That's a very good point. Um
0: and maybe again, I think you know what the other thing I'm thinking of. And is, obviously, they're they obviously have picks to get away, and it's yeah. good that they're friendly actually using them. And Joel Emmonson for a fifth round pick is if so, they, I mean,
1: that's just I mean, even I mean, though you still had to sign him, that's a steal, honestly.
0: Your, your contract for him wasn't bad at all 3.5 mil compared no, to what um, you just got in Jake Allen. Yeah, Jake Allen's getting paid more in his one year, at least, uh, average annual. Right,
1: so there's that. Um, I think it's time to get a Minnesota. Sir, they've had a, they've, been they've been so busy already this offseason. season.
0: I think they really want to try to go for not completely go in on all in on it, but they want to make an impact this season. They do have a good amount of cap too, eleven point nine mil, almost twelve <sighs> mil. Wow. Um, obviously, because cap friendly is now updated from what it was before, so now everything kind of just. Like I said before, with the Islanders, the UFAs, and our phase. Yeah. Um, Um, So I have. Also, a big one. uh, The big person, the bigger person at this uh, sign is Luke Kunin.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah.
0: But uh, Miku Koivu is not coming back. Yep. They
1: announced that he is not coming back. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he had a whopping 5.5 mil. He was also. Uh sounds like bill Guerin, he said he uh spoke to uh the agent for uh Alex Galchenyuk, and it is unlikely the player will return. He also declines to the and he did decline at one point as he did repeatedly before the team and asset about Mika koi future, and we now know that he's not coming back so now between those two players
0: he' is thirty seven so I do
1: yes. Between those two players, Minnesota just shaved off
0: ten point four mil, mm-hmm. which just, is nuts. And they just traded away uh, Eric Eric Stahl. Stahl for Marcus Johansson. One for one. One for one. That's it. Yep. And uh, Stahl had a
1: three point two five hit. Johansson has a four point five. So they're gain they're gaining one point two five back.
0: They are, and as I just mentioned, they can afford it at the, at this moment. Um, yeah, oh,
1: easily, but especially the fact that they got rid of uh, Koivu alone. Is, but they need to re-sign Luke kun. I know Eric Stahl
0: was older too, but is these guys that they just brought in, even if you want to go back to uh, Bukestad, who's been hurt, is yeah. this really – because these guys are just obviously depth pieces, but I guess they're trying to go – Let's just try to get as much depth in here as possible, and see what happens.
1: I don't. I'm curious to see what direction uh, Bill Guerin is going in. I keep because obviously a the right
0: biggest now. thing here is uh, Karpov, him coming over is huge for them. He's obviously going to be their yeah on their first line.
1: Yeah, for Kaprizov, he he's going to be easily top six because
0: mm-hmm. and Luke Kunin is also a solid player. Nobody really. I I'm looking at their line
1: combinations. They have Marcus Foligno as a top left wing. That's a mistake and a half.
0: I think that was just changed because I think that's where Stahl was, maybe.
1: Uh well no, Stahl was had no Stall was centering for where Johansson was.
0: Uh, they have I it up
1: there. So it's Foligno, Johansson, Fiala. Um I mean, if you put Caprizov for Felino's, that's a pretty strong first line for the most part. Second line, Ericsson X centering Parisian and Kunin. Third line, Galchena, for now, centering Z- uh, Zucurella and Greenway. And Koivu, who will, will, need, will need to be replaced, was centering Ryan Hartman and Niku Sturm. Who and Sturm also probably, needs to get replaced. They could uh, probably
0: also signed. toss a Minnesota in the hat for trying to get a goaltender because it also sounds like David Dubnik was also a potential uh, first choice for Montreal before they yes. went with Jack Allen for a potential trade. Another right. thing that was mentioned on Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts. Um, yeah, so I I'm not that surprised because they do kind of need to upgrade there for goaltending in Minnesota as well. Yeah, um, their uh, defense itself is signed for a while, so they really
1: don't the only them. guy that they need to sign defensively is Carson Soucy, and he's only making seven hundred thousand mm-hmm. as the UFA. That'll be easy to resign him.
0: Their only thing is their defense is pretty old. Yeah, that, that's what I'm worried. Their, their average youngest is players 30. is Matt Dumba and. Uh, and it
1: sounds like Dumba could be on his way out, uh, potentially. He's – um there were rumors that he could be potentially – really the, the main headline of Elliot Freeman's recent 31 Thoughts is with Stall moving to Buffalo, is Dumba next on the block? And Ger- Bill Guerin said, we're trying to build a better team. Sometimes you have to take some drastic measures. If I don't make moves, nothing will happen. We'll just stay the same, and that's not the idea. It is also not a secret that the um, Wild are looking to acquire first or second-line center, which added to the surprise level. Moving stall, of course, because I don't really see the Johnson as yeah. a top-line center. Not. He's, He's not at like all. Like I said,
0: the guys they brought in are mostly depth pieces so far. Exactly, yeah. Um. um and D- Nick so, Duke's is good. It's just he has to get healthy. Yeah. Um. And you do need to get other – and even kind of younger too because – I guess this year he wants to try to go for it while they're still kind of in their prime, but yeah got a lot of older guys and here the other interesting almost...
1: thing is um and this is what speaks out a lot to me so uh brodine got a contract extension, a pretty big one um that kicks in next year so units brodine is making four point one six mil for next season after that his six new six year or sorry seven year six mil a million dollar contract kicks in. Um, well, for A, B, that is, of course. And when asked about, uh, after the Brodine contract was announced, Garen was asked if he had reached out to him. The answer was no. He said, I know the business well enough from player side, and I wouldn't want to make an empty promise. I don't have to rush. We can play all year with him. We like Matt Dumba. He's a heck of a player. He's a great kid. We're very happy with him. We think our top four will go up against uh, anybody. I'm confident in that. So it's very interesting to me how patient he's being. I mean, I get it. He's made. He has a point. He he has all year to make a decision. But if I'm personally, if I was Bill Guerin for Matt Dumba, and if I know he's one of your best defensemen, if not your best defenseman, defenseman, I would want to get him locked up. You have the money. Why not? Yeah. The only other thing I can think of is. Maybe he was waiting to see what would happen with Koivu and Galchenyuk first. Make sure he has enough to – I don't know. That's the only thing I can I think of. Know. I don't know if that's actually the case or not, but
0: – We'll talk yeah. about the wild mark again when break come yes. down. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, we kind of broke them down a little bit there unintentionally, but because, again, they have so much going on this offseason, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, so, let's
0: – let's Let's talk about Petrangelo.
1: Yes, no, that, that that's a a uh, big one there for um, sure. So because Alexander another Patrangelo. one where
0: it sounds like similar to Hopi, he might also be hitting uh, the market. I know yeah, I, so, I think either the po- last podcast, maybe the podcast before, I mentioned there was something I saw that maybe he, oh yeah, it was if he's not dubbed by uh, uh, free agency, the first day of free agency, yeah. he's gone. So so
1: there's been a lot of tweets lately. Uh, one from Darren Drager really got things going where sources say contract talks between the St. Louis Blues and Blues captain Alex Petrangelo have broken off. The, the team has advised Petrangelo to pursue unrestricted free agency. And then what really got things going was um, the Blues' current offer, from according to Jeremy Rutherford, who covers the team for The Athletic, he said the current offer for the Blues is seven point seven million AAV, but Petrangelo has been asked to accept the AAV without knowing the structure of the deal,
0: which is really strange.
1: I've never even heard of that. I don't know why it's being put that way, or why is that in general? Like, if you're the GM uh, for Doug Armstrong, I don't know why you would even say that of all players, T your captain
0: yeah when he has been kind of this he's put up with he's thirty he's put up put up with a good amount with the blues he's had he's been on the blues since he played nine games in twenty uh two thousand eight and two thousand nine like seventeen games yeah his first four year was 10 twi- uh ten eleven so he was there around the times where they always got just- dist- or always had to go up against the Blackhawks and lost he's yeah. been here for the but the rough times, he has yep. been here when he won the cup, and he's been. And he was a
1: huge part of that cup run last year too. He scored what turned out to technically be the game-winning goal mm-hmm. with that uh, second goal. It was a two-nothing lead in the first. Bruins, of course, got one later in the third, which made it technically the game-winning goal. Yes. Um. So this is huge, and then and also, also- any. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: And I think you're I think you're about to bring it up to uh, the tweet, just how yeah. off it seems they really are, because it sounds like in Petrangelo's camp, uh, he wants about like nine mil and nine
1: point two five mil, according to Andy Strickland, who is hearing the camp had come in as high as nine point two five mil. And interesting enough, just above the contract of uh, another defenseman that is phenomenal, Roman Yossi, is making. Nine point zero five nine mil AAV to be exact. Also, Yossi, Keep in mind, he has thirty four million dollars in signing bonuses built into the first four years of his deal. Um, yeah.
0: Also, I think Yossi's I think Yosi's a better defenseman than I think Yosi is better. Um,
1: no, I know I agree. Pachanlu Pet- is still a hell of a player, and
0: he rightfully oh, yeah.
1: deserves. Every bit of obviously, money, but Yosi is still a better defenseman.
0: Yeah, and obviously I don't
1: is... know how by how much, but I, yeah. if, if I had made it a tough choice between Yosi or Petrangelo, if both were free agents, in for example, I would pick Yosi. Um, I you know I still wouldn't mind Petrangelo at all, but if I had an absolute choice, both players were interested in my team, I would choose Roman Yosi.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, the only reason why I'd say Petrangelo is because he'd be a little cheaper um
1: <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know. Camp is but that's how all right these. Now.
0: That's how all these negotiations start. Yeah. So for the player's sake, he says, "I'm just as good as Romaniosin." Realistically, he yeah. is just as. I good. won you a cup. Uh, I won you a cup. This is how much I I'd think been I'm worth. for however many, is, many years now, this is where my market is in terms of defense of my caliber, the contracts they get, and this is just how yeah. kind of negotiations go. Uh, 7.7 mil on nine mil seems to be a good kind of separation, especially when you're um, maybe a month or so away from, for list, no, not even less than that of uh, hitting a few free weeks agency. away. The only three weeks away of hitting free agency, which means yeah. at that point he's leaving. Um,
1: Here's the other, uh, the other interesting thing I want to bring up with Alex Petrangelo is So, there, clearly, there's a lot of star players out in this market. This is a Gourmet very rare he's the best defensive.
0: He's the fe- best defensive uh, free agent out there this Yes. He's no, that, that's,
1: that, that's no secret. The thing is, again, there's, a, there's the market. Like you said, Marc-Andre Fleury, most likely the possible trade because it's been rumored Robin Leonard is going to get a five-year contract for Vegas. Hasn't been confirmed or anything. just been reported. So, Fleury most likely on his way out. You have Matt Murray, who's probably gonna be on his way out. You have Alex Petrangelo and Braden Holby and Taylor Hall. possibly Taylor Hall. I think so if you're a, <laughs> probably if you're a lot of these star players who have who are going to be. UFA, and the only one I've
0: ever heard um, when all that was yeah. potentially taking a smaller contract just for a year because of Hall. all the, you know, just yeah, just because of all the craziness with Hall. But and and think, which
1: brings me up to my question is if you are someone like Alex Petrangelo, if the right team offers you the right amount of money, but only for one year, would you take it? Would you offer him a one-year contract, but a boatload of money, basically? Just pretty for that one with the, year.
0: Pretty much what the Avalanche like doing. <laughs> basically. Um, I mean, I don't know how many teams are going to be able to really do that, especially when you hear so many teams are trying to cut salaries or try to get you know for account reasons and everything so it's a little tough there um obviously a lot of teams are going to be interested and there's going to be a bunch of offers some that are going to be like no i'm not going to even touch that because that's way below mine but there are some things that can go And because we've talked about this a couple times i think with uh, uh petrangelo and these other guys too is that one and these weird times we're in we haven't even talked about what's going to happen next season if it's going to be like the nfl and the mlb where there's no more bubble and you're playing in each of each team's uh city or however next season works because nothing's been discussed on that yet or even when that's really going to start next season um so because of that do you then want to as a player i'm not just singling out mm-hmm. petrangelo but i'm using him as an example here you want to stay closer to home, so you're not traveling as much, so, so your contagion or potential of getting it isn't as um, likely. Because it sounds like once we get to these quarter months and we're inside more, that it's likely gonna that cases might go up, not only just with the flu, not just with COVID, but also the flu too. So just also, here's of the that.
1: other thing though to keep in mind, because I know the anxious angels- Plan on having the next season start by December. I don't think it's even been determined where the games are being played.
0: Nope. Nothing's really been talked about next season because everyone they cared more about right now because they thought right, right now we can get it's good... happening right now, right? So uh, again, and nothing's even been changed in about... a couple
1: of months by the team the time uh next season's race Not even just the can... Uh,
0: one thing yeah. that did happen the SHL just yes. today. today the SHL just started, but. The AHL, you don't know when they're going to start. There's a lot of uncertainty.
1: There's a lot of uncertainty. But yeah. Because
0: of that, and because what we talked about last time with a lot of teams financially kind of hit because of this, uh, because of the coronavirus and everything, Yeah, you might not be able to offer as much as you would have normally. So for Petrangelo, right. I do a one, maybe two year deal. With a two- I would do a two year deal on max. For Petrangelo's sake, I want still a contender. I don't want to go one or two it, years, one or two years with like the uh, wild. I mean, yeah, not it wouldn't.
1: Ma- it, 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 if if I'm for low, if a team like the wild offers me a contract, it wouldn't make sense.
0: It wouldn't make sense, but they're like, because although, I was going to say more so, like if Detroit, not to see Detroit, all right, all right that, that's a better example. Those yeah. type of teams like Detroit yeah. or Anaheim or LA, where yeah. before they were, but they're not in the next two years going to be contenders um no. one team I keep wrapping my mind around just because if he would fit them perfectly because they don't really have any right defensemen is the Toronto Maple Leafs and they need defensemen badly
1: yes um, a little bit and, more about that actually so um this one guy for who's a reporter for hockey blog is Michael uh, Agello. uh he had a very interesting tweet a couple hours ago that it would take a lot. So if the Leafs or another team like them, Vegas, for example, were to get in on Alexand- Alexander Petrangelo, a deal for $9 million would force Toronto to move out a big salary like Neilander or the Golden Knights to move Martinez, Stathany, Flurry to make room kind of yep. thing. Flurry, it might not be easy. They would have to t- retain some sort of salary, I'm sure. But get rid of his 7-mil seven contract, 7.2, whatever it is. Uh, Martinez, I know he um, he doesn't have a terrible contract, if I'm not, not mistaken. So, Vegas, they're projected at 4.9.
0: for one year left at 4 mil. All
1: right, so, so he's he a little bit bigger than I thought. And Paul Stasny really is the big one for me.
0: I uh, think 6.5 just, mil. For one year left.
1: Yeah, so if if I'm Vegas, if I'm really trying to make a push for Petrangelo, get rid of Stasny, get rid of Flurry, if possible to get I mean, Petrangelo. It, it kind of sounds But like then Fleury. you got to get rid of – I mean, but then England's he, 38. He's on his way out. Meryl's 20.
0: You also have to calculate back into this the $5 million that Leonard's going to – or however, his five years, whatever his – That's a good
1: point because he, he can make close to Flurry money.
0: We don't he know. He can make – Right now, they're at 4.9 mil cap space. He could eat that.
1: Yeah. So, there's a lot of questions. So, I really see Vegas most likely trying to move on from from Flurry if the right deal comes in place. I don't
0: think they're going to – I think they may be rumored to, but the one team. The only reason why I say that is just like I said before. I don't know how they're going to be able to do it just because cap reasons and everything. Colorado. Uh, Like that person – no, Toronto. So, oh, Toronto, um, Toronto, Toronto, yeah. Toronto would go heavier on uh, Taylor Hall than they would uh, yeah. uh, Petrangelo because they don't really um, need, they so have Kel poor. McCarr and uh, they yeah. don't really need the defensive help
1: really. no they they don't but um, uh, they need more do help
0: defensively depth wise um, yeah. and again we were always talking about this uh, with the Flyers too it'd be great if you know somehow he ended up here but um, top wise I don't know how that worked plus um they don't really need him. He's going to be top, and obviously that just means top two, down. really,
1: not even top four. He's top two.
0: Yeah, top two. But I'm just saying depth. wise defensively, you would change, yeah. but a lot of these teams more so. It's going to be they want like Colorado. I think they want more defensive depth help there yeah. more so than top. Right? So especially, here's where and they care Toronto more.
1: So right now they are projected to have six. 0.1 mil. Uh, expiring contracts, a lot of uh, I was wrong. contracts are underneath the mil for Toronto. Kyle Clifford, Ilya Mikheyev, Dennis Mulligan, Jason Spezza, Frederick uh, Gauthier, uh, or Gauthier, I should say, and an uh, Rodriguez, 2 mil RFA. Here's where it gets heavy. And honestly, more important, Six uh, 5.3 mil for Nathan Horton's long-term IR contract uh, he's on there his contract's gone same thing with David Clarkson's it's already gone gone, so that helps Um, retaining Robin Leonard's 1.1 mil this is the last you know I was getting off the books Um, Tyson Berry he's only making 1.3 mil he's probably gone if I'm I personally like Tyson Berry I don't know if Toronto does
0: they don't he didn't provide much for them
1: Yeah. Also, Cody CC is is making four point five mil. I like CC a lot. He's not that worth kind of money.
0: No, he's not that. So
1: that's already five point eight mil right there.
0: Yeah. Also, Toronto fans would definitely hate it if Cody CC um, was signed back because he played. Yeah. That he didn't play that well in the playoffs. No. Um. But yeah, he would that's where their issue is is right defenseman obviously the big thing that happened to them last and even though it's not the same he's lefty instead of righty but the big thing that happened this playoffs that not realistically knocked them out of it but it definitely hurt them was um jake Musson going down yeah no that was that was huge if you bring back petrangelo or if you bring petrangelo in here then maybe there'd be a little different um and the thing that Toronto could also out- offer too is that not only because they could do the same thing that they just did with what they did with Tavares, maybe, mm-hmm. and even though Tavares is at 11 million, they can maybe even make the argument to Petrangelo if he makes the uh his free agency and everything and he gets the interview with Toronto. Their plea can be, because he's playing in Toronto, not only and maybe he'll get a little less on the Mm -hmm. front or what the Maple Leafs would be able to afford him. If he's not the nine mil, maybe he gets like seven mil or somewhere around there. But also this, um, I don't know about sales tax there, but also there's a lot of endorsement deals that will get done in Toronto because they, at least that's a good way you can get other money in there. But especially in Toronto, you can get a good amount of endorsement deals there. 'cause you're in Toronto, hockey city, a lot of people are gonna want kind of want you to be their face of whatever and maybe that can and also uh I think he's from Canada, but uh Petrangelo would realistically be close to home too. Yeah. That would be my yeah. plea too. If I'm Toronto trying to get Cody or not Cody CC, um Petrangelo, that's my that's my way of trying to get him. Right. I don't know if that would work. I don't know if that would sway him at all, but it yeah, it's from Ontario, Canada. So I'm if he's still around there, that um, Toronto is pretty close to his hometown or even Ottawa, but he's not going to Ottawa. So No. Um, Toronto if you if he's on Toronto uh, yeah, f- no, so if uh, he goes Patron- also is this is from too,
1: King City, Canada.
0: Yeah. Also if you you can make this argument too, potentially. If Patrice is on that Maple Leafs team, I am then considering them a, a contender.
1: Oh, I would. I mean, I I I know people probably don't. I already consider uh, I Toronto someone of a, a contender. Team. I see them yeah, a,
0: no, playoff no. Team, they're, they're not a playoff team. they're playoff
1: team, but they're not. So they're, there's a difference between like a playoff team and an actual contender. Yeah. So the way I was writing because I, I did this little the Flyers
0: when they made the playoffs during the ten that. 2010s to the 19. Those years, those playoff teams for the (laughs) Fires. Yeah.
1: They were just. We we don't want to talk about that. They were contenders.
0: They were just teams that made it to the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, here's the other thing Uh, for Petrangelo. He admitted earlier this week, per Darren Drager, that he was
0: a little little
1: disappointed that there was. Was a lack of a new deal talk uh, uh, between St. Louis and him. And the contract talks had not gone the way he wanted. Yeah. Again, it also I mean, has if, to be a big part of that huge.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it has to be a that huge uh, contract of the 7.7 mil AAV without you know he has to accept the AAV without knowing all the details. That's, you know,
0: That's, probably that's mature a of big, that big what if kind moment of thing But so, we'll see know. how it goes. Yeah. But, uh,
1: so uh, let's get to
0: – little Flyers talk?
1: I was going to say before the Flyers talk, we didn't really break down the team we were going to. The Arizona Coyotes were, or uh,
0: – Oh, I was going to do Flyers breakdown. talk. I was going to do Flyers talk then, Arizona.
1: Okay. I mean, hey, that works. So just what, whatever works. Kind of the
0: same way we did last time where we did – Okay, you know, that's ducks. true. Let's just, just save it for last. We lives. ended with the Coyotes. Or not Yeah. yeah
1: the coyotes. Um. The only Flyers news I can think of. I know they re-signed Nicholas albecu Bell to a, uh, two-year, one point like zero two five contract, something like that.
0: Yep. Um.
1: Yeah. So that was big.
0: Two years to uh two point one five mil, one point yep. zero seven five average annual, uh, which was I I don't think was much of a surprise. Which again, no. at the end of it, he'll still be an RFA. Um. And good for Ave Kubel. I, it, they finally found a uh, duo, and both Vigneau and Fletcher that saw the value in him that maybe yes. Haxtall and Hextall didn't realistically see, because and obviously the hard part there was, and obviously it's a one way, it's not two way deal for him. Um, yes, it was that he always had to go through waivers, so that was always a big yep. issue with sending him down. Again, and not only that, he but he had a at the, chance yeah.
1: to claim him which I still don't get and, why
0: no one did. And he's still just going to get better, too. He's 24. Yeah. He's going to become a better depth kind of player. I don't see him being anything more than a third-line winger at this point.
1: Right. Um
0: And his career, maybe – I mean, stranger things have happened. If he's like Lawton, <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe right. a little higher. But even then, I think Lawton at this point is better wing than he is at center. Yeah. but. Still,
1: d- um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, this one I definitely want to talk about. So, you pointed this out to me last night. Uh, David Pagnata of the fourth period uh, tweeted the Flyers are actively looking to move out some salary increases, in, uh, cap space. So far, no contract talks with any of their free agents, including defensemen. Uh, honestly, they're all defensemen. Uh, Justin Braun, no surprise there. Phil Myers is the biggest of ours, and Robert Haig. So, Haig. I wouldn't love it, wouldn't hate it, kind of thing. If he didn't come back, uh, face
0: they're they, they're going to come back. I
1: I keep I keep forgetting that
0: there are they are RFAs. like they, they kind of have to.
1: I lied, ignore me.
0: Yeah, they're not UFA's. Um,
1: never mind, ignore me. It's just Justin Braun's the only UFA. So the Flyers are projected to have seven point eight three mil in cap space. Uh, Nate Thompson is a mil. Justin Braun was three point four, I think. Let me go back. Yeah, three point eight. Yikes! I like three point eight. Yikes! Ouchie. Yeah, so he he's definitely gone. Um, so you know they they do have Brian Elliott. He was uh, about like two million or so uh, for no, a have
0: somewhere in there.
1: Yeah, so so he'll get a contract extension for at least a year, maybe maybe two at most. I don't know. I gener
0: I generally think it's a year left, but. Only, this yeah. is kind of that tweet you just mentioned was something that's mainly the focus of our Flyers talk today. That's really yeah. all I got. And most of that I'm assuming is when he says actively searching like contracts or uh, move out some salary. I'm assuming that means, which shouldn't be a surprise already because we looked at it last time on the uh, TS trade, trade B. Yeah, oh. of uh, James Van Dreamstrike and uh, Shane Gosses Bear being on there. And both of those, yeah. obviously, would be contracts that you could potentially shade. I think um, Ghost would be easier, 4.5 mil, even though he hasn't produced as much lately, but he's still got a – I think still got a good upside to him. Yeah. Um And JVR, depth-wise, can still bring you – give you a good amount of points for a Oh, yeah. He brought
1: – he had 40 this year, and it doesn't seem like a lot, but for – Reimer, okay. I mean that's a that's a solid amount still.
0: If you're a third, yeah, if you're saying he's now a third wow. line winger,
1: why not? Um So James Van Riemsdyk is second on TSN's trade bait board behind Matt Murray, and Shane Gossweir is sixth on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them have three years left on the contract, except one of them is making four point five. Mm-hmm. Gossweir, the other seven mil in JVR
0: but the only thing that really that confuses me with that tweet and the reason why I kind of brought it up to you and I was waiting for the podcast yeah. to really talk about it was um chuck fletcher's comments didn't make it seem like he was going to make any big right. signings or anything so and you have well you technically have cap Spectacore money so money shouldn't really be that much of an issue true. for you <laughs> um so I, um, I'm confused. Then, as a I'm a little confused. I I understand if you're trying to maybe add some, maybe draft picks or just some depth, but I don't. Other than that, I don't really see a point. Unless you're bringing back someone bigger, kind of, and to replace these guys if you're trading them, I don't really see the point of getting rid of these contracts if all you're doing is just shedding salary and not doing anything after it. What, I, yeah. I only say that just because of off of Fletcher's comments. It just didn't seem like they were gonna for the next couple of years at least it seemed to you even said that they weren't gonna make any like big free agent signings that didn't roll out any trades or anything. Um so it's it's a little weird, a little confusing there. Um what was your what's your kind of take on that? So the
1: one interesting thing I think I did want to bring quiz the only thing I think of is like you said, Chuck Fletcher kind of downplayed the whole off season, what it would look yeah. like for the Flyers. Oh, we're not going to do much or anything. I don't know if he's, he's you know saying how it is. The only you know the only other thing I can think of is maybe that's how his mentality has been, and maybe he is telling the truth about this. But again, look at what's happened the last few days alone. Mika Koirvi who's not coming back to Minnesota. That's another. You have one Alex Petrangelo. Is more than likely going to be available. And no, I'm not saying he brought the Flyers the after The don't him, have to
0: worry about But
1: Braden Holpe is available. I'm not, again, I'm not saying you need to go after him. But again. You, you don't. Know, not, I'm just saying like, look at all that's happening. Like there's a lot, some surprising moves that are being announced. So like sure. players are coming back. They're most likely not coming back kind this, of thing.
0: This is going to be an off season um, of shock I'll, for people. Again,
1: the other thing is uh, depending on the amount of money. I'm just throwing out there. Since he's not coming back, Alex Galchenyuk for a fourth line. Younger than Koivu. I don't know how much money he will get because again, looking at his contract real quickly, uh, for Galley here. um, And maybe you can make
0: the argument that if you don't have known Patrick, he could then be.
1: He's currently making four point nine mil, but it, think about it. if you shed a contract like James Van Riemsdyk, you lose two point one mil there, and you know uh, if you resign or you sorry you you gain two point one mil I should say, and um, only if you resign if you get Galchenyuk I don't I don't think he'll get four point nine mil I don't think he's definitely worth that money if if you get him for a cheap enough deal. Maybe you, you know, 3.5 kind of mil kind of thing, somewhere around there. That's just me personally. I wouldn't mind looking Maybe. at him. I think, um, again,
0: I, make, I, I really think he
1: would have done well in Minnesota. He's clearly didn't he get – uh, He
0: didn't really get that much, uh, that much of a chance. He didn't get much of a chance. He's, he played so 14 I games think, before everything –
1: Paused exactly. So I really um, think that Galchenyuk.
0: He didn't. He wasn't doing that well for the Penguins to begin with. No, he
1: was. Um, he was doing awful. He never fit the system. So I think if he's given a good enough chance, the Flyers should seriously consider looking at him again. I mean, I'm if not,
0: he's if you're if you scratch last season in general, yeah, uh, where he got twenty four points, the least amount he's gotten was outside of that was his first year 2012-13, was twenty seven points. Yeah, That's 31 points, but uh, realistically, you may meet the argument, oh, that's not great stats, but if you're saying he, at this point in his career...
1: He Replacing was, Nate Thompson on as your fourth liner, I'm game. I was going to say...
0: I wasn't even going to say that. Yeah, that would be great there, too, but I was saying more so depending on whatever happens with Patty. You bring, that him, too. bring him in for like a year. Do what the... Essentially do what the Lightning did with... Uh, Chanker. Uh, Chanker. So we gotten him. And then, because he can, if he brings you that, if he can bring you that offense that he did from Arizona and Montreal, not much what he did in Minnesota and Pittsburgh, but bring you that, yeah. maybe you can get that depth scoring that they seem to want. Yeah. Um, The only downside to that Probably. is I don't think is that great defensively. And That's if, what
1: I've heard. I don't think he is and but the, again, only, reason, the only the only thing, thing I can think, think
0: of is also this: if the playoffs were any any indication, it seemed like at least with when they had Nate Thompson out there, that they wanted that fourth line to be that second shutdown line. Yeah, and that's the only thing that would be go against uh, Galchenyuk. But right. that would then go for say Kobyev. Mikko Kobyev is really good defensively. He's he, he would be phenomenal. a. Much, He's older than Nate Thompson by. Oh, clearly, really? but um, again, but he, at pro- most he would, would provide you more a son for a year. <laughs> again,
1: well, like I said, at most two years, but he would provide a lot on defense. <clears throat> Excuse me, not only that, but think of a, how much of a great role model he would be for some of these younger guys. Help, just he's, teaching them defensively in general. Exactly, he's been a captain forever. Not only that, but he's a 1st ballot all-famer. This guy is going to be. You know, easily in the Hall of Fame at some point. Whenever he calls it quits,
0: I he still has some like, left in the honestly, tank. Maybe it could be like Yager when Yager was here. He was That's what I'm
1: saying Sign him to the not year. saying
0: not saying he's going to be on the first line yet, like Yager was. No, no, but I'm no. just saying maybe he can Plus, get a,
1: Yager smaller. was a winger. Well,
0: well, yeah, a center. I'm just saying maybe can get a similar production out of him. Right, I, I mean his offensive numbers lately. I mean he's 40 mind you people.
1: Put him on the third line center.
0: I mean, he's 37, sorry. He's 37.
1: Again, so, I think he still has another two years out of him. That's what I see. He
0: put up 21 points this last season, 55 games. That's not great. Last year, 29 Again, points. Again, I'm not
1: looking for him to get 35
0: plus no, points and in like 20 realistically, goals. I'm looking for him
1: to get 20, 25 points. You mm-hmm. know, Around that range, you know, if, if he gets more, I'm looking at, I'll put it this way, I'll, at least 20 to 25 points in that range. And if he does that, that's great because, again, that's just he's depth never been scoring great right there. I don't he's care.
0: Essentially, he's essentially, I'll make this argument. He's essentially Sean Couturier if Sean Couturier didn't find his offensive game. None of his yep. numbers at all are really that groundbreaking, but he is really good defensively. Look what he does really on good. the
1: defense side. Exactly. So I'm all for the Flyers. Again, they get rid of Justin Brown.
0: He's also 37. The in, only thing I could say – might say, oh, he could, he's going to probably cost you a good amount. But he's 37. I'm yeah. going to keep saying that. He's 37. He can't, he can't dictate what he used to in terms of No, because again, contracts.
1: What, what he was making was 5.5 mil. Obviously, he's not going to make anywhere no. near that.
0: And Besides, your, resume, that was coming
1: off like a four-year kind of contract, I think, something yeah, like that. His or his
0: resume is going to be similar to Bafoski. He's going to be wanted so much. Oh, big time! If I'm a GM, and or I'm even, looking for depth. I'm going after or even uh, Mika Coyville. or even Corey Perry. And I hate him, but same as Corey Perry in that. Yeah. He has. He never won. He's got the leadership. He has been a captain. That's his thing. He's got the there. skill set. He's got he's, it all. It's just... The he only just thing provides he more
1: depth. Yeah.
0: He provides more again, depth. Again, the only thing he doesn't the really part, have I is the, the thing scoring could, touch.
1: And maybe but again, th- I'm not worried about that.
0: He's not taking the C from Drew either. Let's just... Well, no, that obviously not.
1: He's not but, even taking an A because you have Katori, no. you got Hayes, you got Jake if you really want to. Got all these guys. Pro-ver-off, exactly. So exactly. Um,
0: but I'm just saying that just adds another leader... And this locker room which seems to be filled with a lot of unspoken kind of leaders that even that aren't wearing the A's like Forecheck at times even before the season Couturier before he got this A. Mm -hmm. um, I think Oscar Lundblom will uh, very soon become a good leader. I could see it. I he's soft-spoken right now. He's soft-spoken right now, yeah. kind of. He's got a great yeah. smile, but I think because now,
1: of... I eventually would like to see this guy get only an A, but he's got mature a little bit more. And Travis Connect He was a captain in for the Ottawa yeah. 67. i I'd also
0: say the same thing with Nolan Patrick too. Yeah, again, he had actually to
1: play. But... Right. He was a captain I mean... for the Brandon Wheat Kings.
0: At least at that point, he would be a significant upgrade from what the Flyers were hoping for with Nate Thompson. You then yes. have, and that's if, the Assuming goal. your fourth line is then Koivu, Roffle, and maybe Lawton, or, or sorry, Raffle and Abbe Kubel.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a that's solid a solid fourth, fourth line. line. Not only that, has a lot of forward checking. It has extreme amount it of defense. It balances out it the, the offense. It
0: also balances out the offense that you want to have with. But also Thompson didn't bring any offense either. Derek Grant put up 20 goals somehow this season, but he didn't really find his touch outside of the first like two or three games with the Flyers. And a few games he did play when he got here, sorry, he scored one goal with the Flyers. He got four assists. Um, but yeah, he put up sorry, it wasn't 20 goals. He put up 15 goals. He put up 20 points. That's what it was. He put up 14 goals for a fourth liner. Gotcha. which Was super, uh, for a fourth line center. That's fantastic
1: yeah no at 37
0: what I'm we're, saying, we're, I was saying Derek Grant
1: <laughs> oh my bad sorry Derek Grant's study. Right. yeah no sorry I thought you were talking about uh Kobe for a second my um, bad
0: no no I was talking or about me. the Flyers depth guys that they had and right how, right, right, right I was kind of co- what they had had a yeah I had a, uh, yeah, no, a uh, ring and that those two guys that they had didn't really bring much offense and Koivu no. wouldn't either, but he's be upgrade from what they provided. Also, if you bring back Pitlick too, that also provides you a little more depth there as well. And some offense, surprising offense. He won't surprise you with this offensive games, but he'll have moments once in a blue moon where you're like, damn Thompson. Damn Pitlick. Damn. Yeah. Nice move. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all I really got on the Flyers. I kind of I would kind of like Koivu on the team. I don't see it happening, but I wouldn't mind it. Mm. I don't, it just depends on what contract. And we can now transition over to our next team, the second team on yes. our list of deep dives. And if you remember correctly last time, we said we were going to do this in alphabetical orders. So last time we did the Ducks. Today's, it's the Arizona Coyotes. Who, yes. wow, they only have four draft picks. Oh, yeah, they got those taken away. <laughs>
1: About that. <laughs> yeah, you are done goofed up, guys. Yeah. So they don't pick until the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So looking at their team, they have Carl Soderbergh, 4.75 mil. Get rid of him. Vinny Hennestrizo, 1.5 mil RFA. He's a good young player. Um, Lillia like... Bushkin, 874,000 RFA. Yeah, whatever. The bio history, the final year. I think they they have to pay for him, Mike Rivera's one point nine four mil. Uh but last but not least, Taylor Hall, who's only making three mil because remember, I believe New Jersey um, retained half his, his salary. Yeah. It, it sounds about right for half a salary. So there's that. Uh, Brad um, Richardson, you know he's thirty five. He's UFA. Christian uh, Fisher, twenty three RFA.
0: I will say those uh, too um yeah if bill arm depending on what bill armstrong does he just got and there have
1: bill armstrong um, by the way i think for mentioning that he's their new gm
0: that was two days ago he was hired by the yes. arizona coyotes but it does sound like beforehand before he got here at least i don't know if his thinking will change or anything but sounds like ekman larson's name is also on the books yeah. but ekman larson he's 29 sorry i thought he was younger but he could give you a decent return back. It, maybe not just because was contract and the way he's played. is not the best, but I could... If a team could afford him and they could take half his salary somehow... Um, it's I would, just... It, it, uh, I, yeah, I could,
1: My thing is just why would you even consider trading Eklund Larson? I don't know.
0: Just to change something? That's what
1: throws me off. I'm, okay, so I get it. So his, he's a huge contract. Seven years left, 8.25 mil cap hit.
0: I want I, 30
1: points in 66 games. He's only 29.
0: Like, he's he's in this, this is his promised career. Yeah. Um. Before, I would have said they're right around that playoff bubble, and maybe they still are because the West isn't great. And I do like Rick. Rick Talkett as a head coach, and I yeah, I love talking Curious awesome. of what Bill Armstrong does bring to this team. He was the assistant GM, I believe, in Columbus. Yes, he um, was. And maybe he'll make little moves to improve them, like Chuck Fletcher did for the Flyers last year. Yep. um Or maybe he puts his step his foot on this team and makes some big move, like trading Ekman Larson. I don't know. Well, there was
1: an interesting idea that I was reading about before we got on the they podcast have, here. The
0: good, the thing they do have is they have. I do like, and I like their goaltending duo. I like Kemper and I like Ronta.
1: Ronta. you know, the, and you know, thirty, thirty-one. I mean, that's a solid group right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they're playing well. Uh, so here's the thing: is well, so before I get to the article, I was going to mention. So this year they helped guys to sign. Next year they have a. Bunch of guys to resign, not only that, but that are very expensive. They have Derek Stefan, who's making 6.5 mil right now, Grabner 3.35. You have Galgoski, who's 35. Um, next year, his Hawks expires and he's making 5.475. Nicholas Jalmerson, 5 mil there. Jason Demiris, 3.9 mil. You have Ronta, 4.2 mil. So I think next year is the year you're going to see a lot of different things for the Arizona Coyotes, and they are going to make a splash at the, either the deadline or – meaning like after this – up now, you know, after the 2020-2021 season ends, I'm saying for the 2021-2022 season, for that season, they are going to go crazy in that uh, – leading up to that season, in the offseason, and at the draft. Because they're going to have a lot of potential cap space available to them.
0: So this is an interesting thing just brought up by Elliot Friedman's 31 thoughts from earlier in the yeah. week. Um, this is also said before, shortly before I think his this came out before he was hired, Bill Armstrong. Um, yeah. But he said in this that. Um, Calgary, Carolina, Chicago, Edmonton, and San Jose are among those of teams that have asked about Darcy Kemper. Uh Boston, Calgary, and Edmonton have checked in on Oliver Ekman Larson and Colorado on Nicholas ha- uh Yeah, Jomerson,
1: he's definitely not where he used to be in Chicago. He uh, said there
0: are there are undoubtedly more for Ekman Larson. For Hydromerson, Hi- J- he said probably more. Yeah, J- Jomerson, he's... I'm um, not that surprised about Kemper just because of how well he played in the playoffs. Right. That he played very well. Him. And all those teams do need goaltendings that were mentioned. Yeah. Car- Calgary, Carolina, Chicago, Edmonton, San Jose. Um, And I guess San Jose still considers themselves still not that bubble uh, going for it. If they're trying to get Darcy Kemper versus um, maybe going the opposite of starting to re- rebuild a bit. Um, But it's interesting to see what they would how they do it um did you mention that article
1: no um so basically the article was an idea was could arizona because they were looking to shed some cap like not just any cap like a lot of cap could they potentially move on already from phil kessel he's making 6.8 mil
0: And they were another team that were in this weird thing. And obviously, they were punished not by this thing that I'm about to mention, but they were punished by the league earlier for, I think, fraud or or something there. There So basically what it
1: was is they – the Coyotes um, were caught cheating where basically they ended up – Testing out early, you know. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: testing out early. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're, te- they're testing the prospects, you know, at the combine where there was no combine mm-hmm. and they were charged with a, a second or a first and a second or something like that, or a second and a third.
0: First, uh, they're missing first, second, and third. So it might have been first, second, and third. I don't know.
1: It was, it was pretty heavy. A lot of people thought it was heavy. Some people thought it was a good amount, but you've got to be strict because, again, yeah. You weren't, you're not allowed to, like the NHL strictly said, you can't test players at all. Like, and, you know, uh, you know, doing like these draft combine stuff and everything. So they had to hit them something.
0: Yeah. And the thing with Arizona too is, this has been their way for a while there is um, before it was always arena issues. But I think this year in particular, you're going to see a lot of financial problems. And maybe that's why they're looking to shed. That loss and just yeah. 8.25 is a lot of money. Uh, at average oh, yeah. um and they were already late paying signing bonuses they they eventually gave their players their signing bonuses but yeah. they were late on the payment for these guys and i think i don't think it's cuz they were doing shady stuff i mean their last gm just gave up he just stopped trying he wasn't doing anything it was all these yeah. in gm so he completely screwed over the team for a bit he didn't even care about it yeah. the, they didn't really care jo- about the John.
1: Team. John Schreier, he uh, he saw what was happening, and he just. And honestly, he's probably the failed. reason why
0: Taylor Hall's leaving. He wasn't there probably. for the meeting for Taylor Hall. Uh, there was a lot of things there. There were a lot of weird, sketchy things. But I think this financially thing. I think it's more so just because. I don't think they – their uh, obviously their ownership doesn't have that big of pocket for money, and obviously, always it's always a battle of where they play arena wise. Um, but I hope they do bring back their uh, old jerseys, but bring them back to white. That's yes, white.
1: that would be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. They still do have. It just sucks you lost your first three picks because you first three round picks. Yeah, because you could probably not. Because you do realistically have a good amount of young players still. Um, it's just a matter of. Are they willing? Are they at that point where they're? at the next level or they just where they were before when they got Dylan Strome where it still just seems that yeah. like they're years away from kind of being anything but the whole reason why they bu- they beat the Natural Predators in the play-in was because of Darcy Kemper if you lose Darcy, Darcy Kemper yeah Anti Ranta's good but I think he's I think he's more so works as a duo not so much as a that's an
1: actual starter, yeah. Yeah, so
0: that's. I think that'd be a bigger loss if you lose Kemper, yeah. and if you do lose so, Kemper, you're gonna have to try to get a good amount in return for him, just because of how yeah. much he realistically started his head for you playing in the, uh, playing and playoffs. Oh,
1: so okay, so he- here it is. So for Arizona specifically, um, the only pick they lost. It looks like. Was that second round pick? The first and third were both traded away. The first in that yeah. Taylor Hall trade. The third round pick. This is a lot. They traded a third round pick for and Kevin Connot C- to Colorado for Carl Soderberg. That's way too expensive for me, honestly. It is. Uh, so also really, to
0: throw this in here too. Um, I think for the for Arizona fans' sake, you kind of hope you bring Taylor Hall back. Because really. That does make your team so much better, because yeah, that's not a. I always think, why do we always think Clayton Keller's a center? He's not.
1: <laughs> I, I I know I keep doing that too.
0: Because I was gonna say, what, how great of a, how good of a line would be Phil Kessel, Clayton Keller, and Taylor Hall, but he's not. He's a winger. But yeah. uh, obviously, Derek Snopin would not be that center. Um, but I guess that's that one thing that's missing is that true. Starting center, I guess. You kind of have, you know, Nick Schmaltz, maybe. And Schmaltz, he too, um. He's twenty-four. He's still beco- He's still developing or becoming whoever he's going to be.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about Schmaltz yet. But he gave hand. up on Dylan Strong, who's doing phenomenally now in Chicago. He was,
0: but this past year he didn't play as well so uh, he well, first got there.
1: Never mind. Uh, um, but no, for Nick Schmaltz, he got injured, so he wasn't really able to provide what fans were hoping for. I don't know how much of a I mean, that really he
0: let he put up a lot he got a lot more playing time. And the same amount of games he played for Chicago last year. Last year with fifty eight games he put up fifty one points, seventeen goals, thirty four assists. This is Stone Strom talking about. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, year, and the same amount that. of games it's thirty eight points, twelve goals and twenty six games. Uh, I mean, twenty eight almost
1: forty points. So that's pretty yeah, solid you know you know, he tanked a little bit at the end and or not tacked, he uh, dipped down in the unproduction wise.
0: Yeah, but also, the, you're going to always have to bring this back up, but he was a third overall pick. Yeah, I know. Came. I know. You're kind of hoping for more for that. Yeah. Obviously, Arizona was hoping for that as well, but that never happened. So that just didn't. And I, there's such is, weird-
1: Honestly, I'm not going to lie, that, that was probably one of the. That- wickest picks I've ever seen where he was barely even there for uh, such a high pick, and he got shipped out.
0: Yeah. I mean, rightfully so, because he just wasn't working there. Yeah, Um, you just never fit there. Phil Kessel will bring you a good amount of offense, too. Here's the
1: other thing you could possibly do. Now, you might have to retain some salary, but would it be so crazy that, again, you're Hurting for picks this year. Would it be crazy if you really are desperate for a first round pick and a second round pick? Get rid of Kessel for a first, a second, and a couple prospects. Might not Maybe. be the smartest idea because again, you you need picks, bad time, big big time uh, this year. You again, only have four. the only thing is no, uh, yeah, you only have four, but it's not until the fourth round. His average
0: month. annual six point eight million.
1: That's the tough part, though. You're gonna to have to retain salary most likely, unless the a team who has a lot of cap, which I right, is very unlikely. Um, you know, decides, hey, you know, we'll just the deal. thing
0: that will help them, Arizona not this year but next year, you finally get rid of Hosa. Yes, even though it doesn't really affect you because once the season starts, it just the, that injury reserve money doesn't yeah. really affect your cap or anything
1: so here's my biggest question with the long-term injury reserve because i was mentioning with toronto with nathan horton and uh, the other guy is a big contract expiring so it's not like they get all that 5.3 mil back It's they only get what like a couple mil back kind of thing yeah okay i mean hey so it still helps you know that they don't have to worry about putting them on long-term injury reserve anymore yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, but the only good thing that brings is to get a little money left over just because you have that. But I don't know. Right. I don't know how that so, exactly exactly that works and that.
1: I, uh, I got I got to read up on that because I I've always yeah. for some reason thought oh you get five mil back that I don't think that's how it works out.
0: So. I've always liked the Coyotes too. I don't know why I've just always kind of liked them. No, I. I, I and that's I like why I, I Jenna... thought that's why I thought for a while when the in twenty fifteen when they got their own Strom and I saw the pieces yeah. that were coming and then they got Clayton Keller, i like. Okay.
1: They can they can be dangerous, but not, I was several pieces Jackson away. Larson and
0: everything. I wasn't even. Gonna, yeah, I was gonna say that, but it's like, like so much of the fires, like, oh, they could be coming up around the same time the fires are, but it seems like they're a couple of steps below.
1: They they, they really are. Stuff, it's not, not a couple
0: steps, a bunch of steps below. The several
1: steps. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Zana. So if you if you are the Coyotes, what's your biggest priority this off season? And, it, and I'm it, gonna I'm gonna make sure be, I ask it, this question for every
0: team. It may be just to get a little more cap space. Money is gonna be an issue. Um, I don't know. You used to be a team where it didn't matter, and teams would just give you like Marion Hosa or yeah. Chris Pronger just because you had that cap. <laughs> yeah, you had the cap space to take them on. Now you don't have that luxury. So now you just have to find a way to shed that. And a lot of your longer-term people, you can get rid of those salaries. It's going to be hard, and you're still going to yeah. eat something for doing
1: Again, that's what I'm saying. Not this year, but next offseason. They have a lot of interesting choices to make. Some players, if I were Arizona, I would get rid of a lot of them. Others, like Derek Stefan, I would only bring back for a little bit less amount of money because he's making a lot for Arizona right now. He's, he's a solid player for them. He's one of their veteran uh, leaders and everything, and he's been a real solid player ever since he got traded there. But if I'm Arizona, it's either, hey, look, you know, we're trying to do something here. If you're a big-time team player, which we know you are, can you afford to take a little bit of less of contracts so we can help the team out? Eat maybe instead of it, he's making, what, 6 mil, 5.8 mil, something like that, maybe make only 3.2 kind of mil. I don't know. If uh, you know, uh, hockey's the only sport or besides I guess football from time to time, where players you'll see take a little bit less to to really help out with the team. But they won't.
0: It's only football. It's only I football know. They do <laughs> that. I'm yeah, trying to make don't lump don't lump over the NHL with that one.
1: I'm trying to make the NHL sound better, but they're not. No <laughs> contract-wise, like
0: that. No, that's yeah. why you see a lot more buyouts and shit. <laughs> yeah, you' right. Because you can't just release someone for no reason. If that was the NFL, a lot of these issues issues would not be a problem. Yeah, true. You're right. Yeah. Um, I will say this: it helps. It's going to suck when Seattle does come in because they're going to go into the Central, the harder division. But this West still isn't great. It helps that they're in the Pacific still, and the Pacific isn't great. Right. No, it's not.
1: It's uh. There's still.
0: It's Vegas. Edmonton, oh, but Edmonton is again just dry, subtle, and McDavid, and that's it. And then, whatever the sharks are, obviously, Vancouver is up and coming. So, oh, now yeah. I think now I think they're and Calgary, too. Whatever happens there, but
1: like, speaking about Calgary, it sounds like on October 5th, I think they announced it, sometime in October. The uh They're announcing something, and it looks like they might be changing their jerseys to those alternate jerseys like they used to in the 80s add to their official home jerseys now.
0: Ah, uh, Everyone really right. loves to go back to their old jerseys for some reason. Yep. For the and
1: Ottawa changed their logo, by the way, so it's now an old-school logo. Yep.
0: The There's only that. difference between their old logo and this logo is the... Still...
1: It's not angry, and it's looking
0: sideways. Well, it's not that. It's also the they think it's gold around the side, like the little around oh, right. it. It's like gold instead of like red or something yeah. like that, which is fine. It's the Senators. I don't really care. You gotta, <laughs> fix, you have other shit to worry about if you're Ottawa. If you're a Senators fan, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's, that's all I've really got. Pretty much um, it,
1: all in all. Um, and the next team, I just realized I gotta take a look at. Um. Could it be Boston? I want to say it's Boston. It's Boston. Boston. Boston
0: Bruins. I think this is yeah. one we aren't that one. We're not going to be making many fans on because I think we're both similar in th- thoughts. Probably. I, I, I personally, I, I think I, I a lot of. I think there's a good amount of teams where I think people are fans of are those teams. If they find this podcast, they're not going to be biggest fans of us. Yeah, it's all right we're Flyers fans we're used to it and I think that's all we really got unfortunately on Tuesday we got no Brian but Jeff and I will be back so and we'll see ya